kingdom greetings hi this is your host Rhonda Taylor from let your voice be heard movement internationals also the lion of the tribe of Judah global tent ministries where there is life love joy peace and harmony today I want to talk about 30 biblical weapons demons hate to face in spiritual battle yes you heard me right (laughs) 30 biblical weapons that demons hate to face in spiritual battle, okay? Now, I may not get through all the 30 on today, but there will be a continuation. So I want you to stay tuned, okay? Okay, let's get started. Uh, As we know, there are many, uh, there's many weapons, okay, which God used in the Bible against the enemies of his people, okay? Uh, Now, here are just a few listed for you to use against the powers of darkness when you pray. Satan and his demons hate these weapons. They hate them to be used against them. Okay? Get you a pen and paper because I want you to take notes and go back and know what weapons to use at what particular time. Okay? Weapon number one, the Word of God. The Word of God. Jeremiah 23 and 29. Is not my word like as a fire, said the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock into pieces? Oh, my God. Weapon number two, the name of Jesus. Philippians 2, 9, and 11. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of our Father. Uh Uh-huh. Weapon number three, the blood of Jesus. Revelations 12 and 11. Mm, I love this scripture. I love all the scriptures, but this is one of my favorites because I love giving my testimony. The devil hates when you give your testimony. He don't mind you giving those little, thank, you know, we already know God. Thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us on our day. But he don't want you to give your testimony on how the Lord delivered you from drugs, how he delivered you off of alcohol, how did he delivered you from prostitution, how he delivered you from lying and whoremongering and being lustful, being uh, having a demonic spirit and being oppressed and being depressed and dealing with anxiety. He don't like those type of testimonies. You know why he don't like those testimonies? Because he afraid that if you give that testimony, somebody, just somebody may get healed. Somebody may get delivered. Somebody may be, they may get hold and delivered and set free. The shackles will begin to fall off of their life. Yes, the enemy don't want you to give that type of testimony. He don't want you to give a testimony that you didn't know who you were, that you was battling with low self-esteem. He don't want you to give a testimony that you was going from man to man, from woman to woman. He don't want you to give that testimony that you lied your way into relationships. You lied your way out of relationships. You lied your way into marriage. You lied your way out of the marriage. He don't want you to tell the the story about when you used to manipulate your way through things. He don't want you to say you was free from none of that. Because he know that if you give your real testimony, 
of how you was bound and how you was in darkness and how God picked you up and how God saved you, how God delivered you. He don't want that testimony to go forth because he know that somebody is going to be saved and set free. He wants you to keep giving the Bible stories of everybody except your story. He don't ever want you to come out and say, hey, God delivered me from this, that, and the other. He wants you to be ashamed of where God has brought you. Because as you know, that is a weapon. That's a weapon that will shut the very mouths of the enemy. Sometimes the enemy will hold you hostage in your mind over things that you did 30 years ago and you delivered from it. Something you even did yesterday that you are ashamed about. it. Something that you did last night, you are ashamed about it. Something you even did an hour ago, you were ashamed about it. But you confessed and you gave it to God. You asked God to help you with that thing. And then you confess it and you say, hey, I just got over a problem, man. I was dealing with anger and I almost got into a fight. But God, he shook me and said, hey, didn't I bring you out of that spirit of anger? Don't you be like a dog returning to your vomit. Don't you go back to that that state of mind that you was once in. See, those are testimonies that would help set the captives free. But the enemy don't want you to give your testimony. Again, weapon number three was the blood of Jesus. Revelations 12 and 11. He don't ever want you to give your testimony. Yes. I'm a person that I write about my life. I tell people about things that I've been through. Okay. Weapon number four, tongues. Romans 8 and 26. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings with which cannot be uttered by the enemy. Uh-huh. Only you and God know. See, when the en- only way the enemy could, could counteract or the enemy could, could attack the things that you say and do is when you speak it out of your mouth. But if you groaning, but you and God know, because God is a mind reader. Satan can't read your mind, but he can put things in your mind. Thunder. Weapon number five, thunder. 1 Samuel 7 and 10. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord, can you say, but the Lord? But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and dis- discomfited them. Uh-huh. And they were smitten before Israel. Uh-uh-uh. My God. Weapon number six, the rod of God. Exodus 4, 2, and 5. And the Lord said unto him, What is that that is in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. (laughs) And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand and take it up by the tail. And he put forth his hand and he caught it up. And it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God, that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, had appeared unto thee. I recall a dream that I had years ago. I dreamed that I was carrying something in my hand. And it turned into a serpent. 
And boy, did I run. Oh my God. God brought me right back to this scripture. He was letting me know, what is that in your hand? I put so much into your hands. I put not just blessing into your hands. I put healing into your hands. I put restoration in your hands. Yes, I put deliverance in your hands. Uh Uh-huh. I I put the ability to create wealth in your hands. What is that in your hands? Uh Uh-huh. As you know, when God give us dreams, he also give us scriptures that will show us why he gave us those type of dreams. Okay. Weapon number seven, prayer. Psalms 50 and 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Yes, that was weapon number seven, which was prayer. Again, weapon number seven, 1 Peter uh, 3 and 12. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. Okay, James 5 and 16. We're still in weapon number seven. Okay, weapon number seven had three, which was Psalms 50 and 15, 1 Peter 3 and 12, James 5 and 16. James in 5 and 16 said, The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Weapon number eight, praise and worship. Oh, don't I love praise and worship. My horn, my ram's horn, my flags, my tambourines. Oh my God, my maracas. I love all type of sounds. I love the violin. Yes, the harp, all the above. Second Chronicles 20 and 21 and 22. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord and, <laughs> and that should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise The Lord set ambushes against the people of Amnon, Moab, and the Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were smitten. I love that. I'm going to read that again. Praise and worship. That's weapon number eight. And number eight means what? New beginnings. Yes. So it's it's nothing like starting out with your new beginning with Praise and worship. Praise and work, worship again, 2 Chronicles 20, 21 and 22. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of, the, of his holiness. As they went out before a great army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes oh my god can you say ambushes yes he set ambushes against the people of Amnon Moab and Mount Seir who had come against Judah yes the tribe of Judah Mm -hmm. they were smiting so as you know we are the tribe of Judah weapon number nine panic second kings 
7, 6, and 7. For the Lord had caused the army of the armaments to hear a sound of chariots and a sound of horses, even the sound of great army, so that they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the king of Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Therefore, they arose and they fled in the twilight and they left their tents and their horses and their donkeys, even the camp, just as it was, and fled for their life. Uh Uh-huh. Number 10. Weapon number 10. Uh Uh-huh. Zechariah 14 and 12. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in in their holes, and their tongues shall consume away in their mouth. Uh huh. Also, the ten plagues of Egypt, Exodus 7, 14, 11, and 10. Weapon number 11, pulling down. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Last but not least, and then I'm going to stop there, and then we're going to come back again. So I need you to stay tuned so we can keep moving with our weapons. Twelve, feet upon the neck of the enemy. Oh, my God. Number twelve. Anybody that know anything about Rhonda, twelve is my favorite number. Twelve. I love seven and I love eight. I love I love all the numbers. Twelve, because twelve is the number I was born in. Twelve is the number of government and authority. Uh-huh. Twelve gates. Uh-huh. The twelve apostles. And the twelve goes on. Okay. Uh twelve. The number twelve. The feet upon the neck of the enemy. Joshua 10 and 24. And it came to pass when they bought out those kings unto Joshua, that Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said unto them, the captains of the men of war, which went out with him, come near, put your feet upon the neck of these kings. And they came near and they put their feet upon the necks of the enemy. Yes, that's the last one for today. We will continue, so stay tuned. We're going to continue to talk about the 30 biblical weapons demons hate to face in spiritual battle. So, as you know, that God is faithful. God, we thank you for this day. For this is the day that you have made. We're going to decree and declare, and we're going to stand in it. We thank you because you are our God. You are our Savior. You are the lifter of our head. Thank you for everyone that have tuned in to this podcast on today. Bless them going, coming in, going out, this time forth and even forevermore. God, if they don't know, now they know that they belong to you and they will stand in the authority of God, that they will not take down to no demon in hell, that they will speak your word, proclaim your word, and stand on your word. Most of all, stand on the devil's head and proclaim victory because it belonged to us. 
we thank you, Lord, because you are mighty. And God, we are joint heirs of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. You said we were a little lower than the angels. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for thinking of us as such. God, we praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you because we belong to you. We are the king's kids. <laughs>